Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our visitors. We're so glad you're here today. Wonderful song service this morning. The, you know, you, you get a different perspective when you're sitting on the front row. And it just sound, Everything's coming at the back of you. It sounds so, so good. So I, I really appreciate the song service this morning and everyone singing out. <clears throat> we were at Thursday this past Thursday. It was a wonderful time. Uh, Derek's doing a wonderful, wonderful job with Thursdays. And it was at the end, and all the young people were gathering together, and they were getting a group photo. There were so many young people. There were 71 of us here that night, but there were a lot of young people, and, and they were getting that group photo. And, and one of you said, that's the way it used to be. Maybe a, a, a time of melancholy hit you and you said, that's the, that's the way it used to be. Do you ever feel out of control? In the sense that things are just changing so fast, you know? Do you feel disconnected in a way? Like maybe you... Like maybe at one time you you fit, but right now you just it, things just don't seem to fit. You look around and things aren't the way they used to be. They're they're not bad, are they? That's what we were talking about yesterday. They're, they're not bad, but they're not the same. Something there's something. We get distracted by the world around us. So many times, disconnected by the world, public and private lives are daily rocked by scandal. I mean, who can you, who can you trust? I, you know, I won't paint all the politicians with the broad brush of mistrust, but here lately it's easy to do, isn't it? Some educators in our area People who you think you could trust, since I've been here, have sent a level of mistrust into the community that hurts. Even city officials and police officials in our city, county, our state have proved in the past few years untrustworthy. Long ago, preachers lost your trust with Financial and sex scandals. Many just laugh when the trust of financial institutions like Wall Street and the banks are mentioned. And we all know the joke, Hi, I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Who do you trust? Who can you trust? Well, I can trust the media, can I? I can trust the, the TV to, to tell me what's right, can I? No? Well, I can trust the radio. The radio's going to tell me what's right. I, I, can, I can trust what they're going to tell me. Whatever comes out of the... Really? No? No, I can't trust them either? I can trust the newspaper. Without a doubt, the, the newspaper's going to tell me the truth. No? Well, I, I can trust I can trust my friends. They won't hurt me, will they? They they they've got my best interest at heart. 
experience tells us otherwise, doesn't it? I can trust my family. They won't. Well, we think about a time when even they let us down. Well, I can at least trust my mom and dad to what? Change a tire? Personal loan? Maybe. Maybe. To tell you the truth? Can you trust them to tell you the truth? Well, sometimes, sometimes. Your children, you can trust them, can't you? How about your wife? Surely your husband you can trust. Surely them. They love you, right? And as of last Thursday, according to the Forest Institute of Professional Psychology, 50% of first marriages, 67% of second marriages, and 74% of third marriages end in divorce. Who can you trust? Dr. Renee Garfunkel wrote in Psychology Today, Okay, don't trust public experts, politicians, or news reporters, religious or corporate leaders, but we can trust the people we know, can't we? And as a society, we do, and we marry, many of us still do, over and over again, trusting love and desire alone to keep us together. Divorce statistics notwithstanding, let down by lovers, frustrated by public officials, spun by historians, analysts, and authors. At least we know there's one person we can trust, ourselves. And she says this tongue-in-cheek. Many have a pride of life where they trust in what they've done. They trust in their accumulation of things. They trust in their accumulation of money that sits in the bank and draws interest in their money, working in the stock market, making dividends. This they trust because they did it all, they feel, themselves. They are what we call self-made. You know, there's a farm close by. When the man who owned it was alive, I marveled at his work and his accumulation. But now that he's gone and all the productive work has stopped, what's left but empty fields? If we can't trust ourselves, who can we trust? It, it doesn't seem like anyone can be trusted, but, but we Christians and non-Christians in this audience today, we are commanded to trust God. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. And we are rich. We are rich. 
And we are commanded to trust God. So many in this world have different ideas about God. Who He is. Does He exist? Many try to trust God without a, a formal plan. They just, they just make up a set of rules in their own mind. King Solomon exhorted these people. Proverbs 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. We are commanded to trust God, which means we must trust his word. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 12. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by prophets has in these last days spoken to us by His Son. Jesus is the Word. John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. Skip down verse 14. The Word, Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the Word. And He told the disciples before His death, burial, and resurrection, John chapter 16, verse 13, When He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. And He did just that on that first day of Christian Pentecost. The Spirit did just this beginning on the day of Pentecost, the birth of the church, and we have what the Spirit guided all faithful men to communicate in the New Testament where Paul commands Timothy to command us to trust God. When we trust God, we'll do what He says. If you want to go from disconnected to connected, trust God. If you want to go from, from, from unsure to sure, trust God. If there's something bothering you in your life, go from bothered to trust. So many say they trust God and abide in His Word. But when their lives and doctrine are are laid beside the truth, it's found that there are some things either left out or some things added to. Listen, we can't, we can't do that. We can't do that to God's Word. We can't live like that. If you want to build trust in your life, if you want to have more trust in your life with, with yourself, with your God, with everybody around you, first trust God and His Word. How did people react to the Word while the Word was on the earth? Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to John chapter 6. Jesus is teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. And He tells them there in, in chapter, John chapter 6, verse 53, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats My flesh and drinks My blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up, at the last day, eat his flesh, drink his blood, yuck. Is that what he's telling folks to do? Fast forward to verse 60. Therefore many of his disciples, when they read this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? I had a brother in Christ tell me once, We really can't understand what God wants. Where's your faith? 
Where's your trust? Verse 61. Jesus knew in Himself that His disciples complained about this, and He said to them, Does this offend you? Are you ashamed to tell others about Jesus? Well, let me shift gears. Are you ashamed to tell others about their lost state? Are you ashamed to tell others about the gospel? How about, how about the church? Are you ashamed of the church? Are you ashamed of the church here at Fountainhead? Because you won't tell them, are you secretly ashamed? I mean, it offends you, and you know the truth would offend someone else if it offends you. It's hard to trust in God and His Word when you don't believe Him yourself. It's hard to do. It's hard to talk about the gospel, church, fountainhead, when you're ashamed. But I'm here to tell you today that I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that my Redeemer lives. If you want to build trust in your life and get rid of that disconnected feeling, if you want to build trust in your life, experience this joy. My Redeemer lives. What a joy it is to know and say that my Redeemer lives. How do you get this joy? We find it here in John chapter 15 verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. If you want joy in your life, obey God. Trust God. My joy may be full if I obey. God is not a distant disconnected part of my life. He is not a glorified it in my life. He loved me so much that He gave His only begotten Son who said that I could and would know the truth. Acts chapter 8, verse 32. And the truth would set me free. Joy is hard time happiness. And we build trust and confidence when we share the good times. There it is, Christopher. I knew I had that point. We build that trust and we build that confidence... We build that connectedness when we share the good times and the bad times with the Lord. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I have committed unto Him against that day. Yeah, that's where we get the song. What love have I committed? What have I committed to Jesus Christ? When I was baptized, when little Jenna was baptized last night to Jesus Christ, she gave her soul, she gave her life, she gave her joy, she gave her pain. Her eternity. I gave my eternity. You gave your eternity to God. Why? Because I made a commitment to God who is able to hold my soul for the day of redemption, the Bible says. I, I believed, I trusted, I trusted enough to obey. 
I trusted so much that I wanted to tell others of His wonderful love. You know, part of my joy is after I'm dead and gone, after I'm dead and gone, there won't be just an empty field. But I know and trust that many more will believe in Him because of His Word. Do you trust God enough? Do you trust God enough? Have you experienced the joy that comes from obedience? You know, the primary task of God's people is to get the gospel to the lost. Let me read you something tonight. This, this is how I'm going to start out tonight's lesson at Bethany. I wanted to share it with you today too. It's from Clayton Pepper, Clayton Pepper, Brother Clayton Pepper. He said, Church growth always has been and always will be commensurate with the amount of teaching of the Word. Paul said, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. You show me a church that's not growing, and I will show you a church that's not sowing. You show me a church that's not growing, and I'll show you a church that's not going. I do not believe there's such a thing as a good little church, unless it has been established for only a short time, or there are few people in the area. If it is a good and faithful congregation, it is a teaching congregation. And if it is, if it is a teaching congregation, it is a soul-winning church. It's a growing church, and if, if, and if it is growing, it will not long remain small if you do what you're commanded to do trust God trust his word you will experience the joy of being a Christian you'll you'll experience the joy of obeying God you'll experience the joy and many more will believe because of his word than are in this room Will you be a part of that growth? If you want to build trust in your life, number one, trust God, trust His Word. Number two, experience the joy that comes from obedience. And number three, remember the words of Jesus. Whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. Do you want to be told the truth or a lie? I want to be told the truth, don't you? Now, now some do and some don't. It, it's hard to believe, but some would rather be lied to and some would rather tell a lie. When Jesus Christ is preached, the truth about Him is preached, many more will trust God if that truth about Jesus Christ is preached. Many more will trust in God and experience the joy that comes from obedience. There are many today who do not believe in Jesus. There are many who believe a lie. We know many of our friends, we know many of our family members who buy into the logic that wherever you go, whatever you believe, it's all okay. But I want us to know the truth. I want you to tell me the truth. So I'm going to tell you the truth. Doing to others as you'd have them doing to you, right? I'm going, to do, I'm going to do to you what I want done to me. I'm going to think good of you first. I'm going to think good of you first because I want you to do the same to me. 
I'm going to comfort you because there will be a day when I need comfort. Maybe you'll say, I'm going to speak better of those in authority. Or maybe you'll say, I'm going to engage in legitimate business practices. I'm going to, I'm going to treat others the way I want to be treated. I'm going, to, I'm going to take what I hear about others in the media with a grain of salt. I'm going to tell others how to trust God so that they can experience the joy and will perpetuate the truth, the truth that's found in Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. But even with this truth coming out of the mouth of Jesus, verse 66 says, From that time, many of His disciples went back and walked with Him no more. The prophet had predicted this. Isaiah 53 verse 3, He is despised and rejected by men. The way people reacted to Jesus while He was on the earth is the same way people react to Him today. Some reject outright, refuse Christ. When those walked away from Christ, as as many will today, when those walked away from Christ, from Jesus Christ, Jesus asked the twelve, and you, these some two thousand years later, do you also want to go away? Suppose we say yes. Suppose we say yes. Suppose we just we just wash our hands of of of, of Christianity and the Christian life. Yes, I just want to walk away from it. We've stated who we can trust in. We, we can trust in material things. We could try, can't we? But Jesus said, Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, what if you gain the whole world only lose your soul? We could trust the government. We're, we're supposed, to, supposed to certainly respect the government, Romans chapter 13, but the government can't save our souls. Heaven is not an entitlement. Jesus said in John 8, 24, If you don't believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. Believe He's who? God. John chapter 8, verse 58. Who can you trust? If you want to build more trust in your life, we are commanded to trust God. And when we experience the joy that comes from obeying Him, we will, we will trust Him even more. Jesus gave the apostles an option here. He gives us an option today to follow Him and trust Him. By, by reading what Jesus says here, do you also want to go away? I am giving you the option today. Do you want to go away? Are you offended by the truth? Are you ashamed of the church? Are you so disconnected that there's just no hope? Or will you answer as one did? Verse 68, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and to know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Do you trust Him enough to make this confession? 
you are a Christian, you know and you're commanded to trust God. And if you obey, you will experience the joy of, of being His child. And you'll want to tell others about it. If you're not a Christian, who can you trust? Well, you must believe, as we've said, John 8, 24, believe that God has a plan for you to be saved that includes repenting or, or, or turning away from, from your sins, from your old life, confessing the truth about Jesus Christ as, as Peter did in our words on the screen today, and being baptized as Peter preached in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Trust God. Trust His Word. Experience the joy. And then share it with others. Trust can begin right now as together we stand and sing.